Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm your host, Mr. KV, and you're listening to the Great Expectations podcast, featuring real conversations with real eighth graders. You're about to hear students read writing pieces from the first week of April 2020. Students were asked to address the question of what's up in your world from their first week of remote learning. At the time they reflected on this question, it had already been over three weeks since the last day of classes, and we were one week removed from our two-week spring break. You'll hear some students reflecting back on their spring break experience, while other students talk about the quarantine life at home. Our learning target was, I can use different features and forms according to audience, purpose, and message. Hi, my name is Jovan, and this is March 31st, 2020. What's up in my world? Have you ever been so bored that you start eating like a pig, binge-watching TV shows and YouTube series, play so many video games that you start to get bored, that they start to get boring, and annoy the life out of your siblings? This is the exact sentence that describes the last three weeks of spring break in quarantine. This is what's up in my world, or more like what's up in my house. One day in everyone's life, they have just sat on their couch chomping on chips, cookies, and anything they can get their hands on. This is what I did the last weeks. Ate Oreos, ketchup chips, and almost any other snack my mom bought for quarantine. It is surprising how much you can eat when you are bored. It was like food didn't even phase my hunger because I never stopped eating during this quarantine. I don't know if being bored makes you the hungriest person on earth, but something was happening that made me want to keep eating. When there is a YouTuber, sh- YouTuber show you like watching, you usually watch them till you have something to do or a few videos. But in quarantine, there is nothing to do. So I found myself watching countless hours of YouTube and I didn't even realize. Video after video after video, nonstop. When you're bored and watching YouTube, you lose track of time and don't even realize that you've been sitting in the same place for hours. Kids play video games for years without getting bored of them. But in quarantine, you play a game for so much time straight that even your favorite game gets super boring after a while. The first week of quarantine, I played Apex Legends for hours with my friends and had the best time ever. But the second week, I didn't touch a single video game because I was so bored with them because that's all I did for a week straight. It's the third week and I have yet to touch my PS4 because I just don't feel like playing it and I'm sick of it. Being self-isolated makes the best things boring and that's a fact. Quarantine is so boring that annoying and bothering my sister has become a daily activity. I probably go into a room just to say hi, what are you doing, and I'm bored at least 10 times per day. I'm so bored that bugging my sister is something fun and productive to do because I have already done everything else possible to keep me entertained. In conclusion, the quarantine life is not a good one and I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to miss going outside and doing activities. I can't wait to go back to real school in my regular life. I don't think I can survive much longer without fast food or being being in my house for another week. The last thing I want to add is that we should be still be grateful that we have a house to stay in and food to eat during this time.
Uh, hi, I'm Seamus, and I'm about to read you the What's Up in My World writing assignment. <clears throat> During spring break, I went to Pender Island. It was a four-hour trip, and you only get there by ferry. At Pender, my family owns a little cabin, and that was where we stayed. It's not very big for a family of six with only two bedrooms and a pull-out couch, but we can handle it. On Pender, our cabin, cabin there has a wonderful view of the marina and the community pool. In the summer, our cabin is surrounded by an atmosphere of busyness, but it's a nice type of busyness. Throughout the other seasons, it's much quieter, which my parents seem to prefer over that busyness that I enjoy. When I went, when I went to Pender during my spring break, we had many walks along beaches and through forests that were to die for. My dog had the time of his life spreading his scent everywhere he could. It was great having sunny and warm days, barbecue for dinner, and full moon and the starry skies. After about a week, I started to get bored. The next day, we headed back to our house in Langley. Once back home, social distancing became a thing and I was stuck inside all day long and all night. It wasn't that bad after getting into a routine. I would wake up late, game with my friends a lot, eat tons of food, and talk to my friends. Also, in the routine, I managed to fit in home workouts to compensate for the closed gyms. And I have managed to improve tons. I can do certain variations of push-ups I could never do before. My pull-up record has gone up drastically, and I can nearly do a pistol squat. It's basically a one-legged squat. Overall, that COVID-19 has done for me is is that it's given me a slight feeling of cabin fever, motivated me to work out and get exercise. (coughs) Other than that, quarantine life has been fun and surprisingly, not boring. Although on Sundays, I'm not allowed screen as it's supposed to be a, a day for the Lord. On those days, I buy my time by sitting on my bed, looking at my popcorn ceiling, trying to make out faces, reading until I get headaches, constantly going back into the kitchen to see if there's anything new in it. I already know there isn't. And a lot of time cuddling my dog, who seems to appreciate the attention. During spring break, God has been teaching me how to be like him, and I've been reflecting on these things. Some things I've reflected on is that COVID-19 can be a way for Christians to express their love for fellow neighbors by reaching out to them and asking if they need anything. I also reflected on how many people think COVID-19 is linked to the end times. Rather, I think COVID-19 is meant to reveal the presence of God and that he's always by our side, never wavering. Um, Thank you for listening to my What's Up In My World. This is Seamus. What's Up In My World? Topic one, activities that I am passionate about lately. Topic two, personally frustrating. Topic three, what do I look forward to? Topic four, what are my goals this week, this month, or this year? Some activities that I am passionate about lately are because I am stuck at home self-isolating from COVID-19. They include playing guitar, playing video games with my friends online, playing games with my family, playing, watching Netflix, and boxing. 
I like playing guitar because it calms me and I can play some of my favorite songs. I like playing video games with my friends because first of all, I can feel more connected with them and secondly, I can't go see them in person. Boxing helps me release stress when I am feeling let me lets me release stress that I am feeling about staying at home. I like playing games with my family because we can bond together and laugh. Personally, I feel frustrated that I can't go to school and hang out with my friends because some of my closest friends are moving next year. Something that frustrates something else that frustrates me is that I can't play sports with my friends, so I have to play with the wall. Some other things that I find frustrating are people who don't follow the rules that the government has put in place to keep us safe during this time, and that's why the cases are now going down. Also, something else that I find frustrating is staying inside, even though it's to help. I, even though it's to help, the, to stop the virus from spreading. Lastly, one thing that. I find frustrating is that the curve isn't flattening enough so that we can all be together and get rid of COVID-19 quickly. One of the things I'm looking forward to after COVID-19 is feeling after COVID-19 settles down is I can see my friends at school and hang out with them. I can't wait to go back to school because I prefer learning in classroom and I miss the help and support of my teachers. When things go back to normal, I will be able to go to church and have, be in large groups again. Something that I can't wait is to go shopping because I haven't been to the mall in a long time. I am looking forward to going outside in the sun and playing with my playing sports with my friends. I am looking forward to doing all these things after COVID-19 ends. Some goals I have given myself while self-isolation are to learn boxing, to learn how to read bass clef, and to relearn ukulele. My plan is to watch videos and different moves in bo- and about different moves in boxing and to get fit while and how to get fit while boxing. I also want to watch videos on how not to injure myself. To, to learn how to read bass clef, I, I f- have a website called keynotes.com, which is a good music theory, which is good for music theory and learning music. After I learn the basic, I, won't, I will practice reading my music sheets from band class, and I will keep on practicing until I'm efficient at it. For my goal of relearning ukulele, I am going to use different websites such as YouTube to relearn. I hope to achieve my goals by the end of this pandemic with COVID-19's current circumstances. It's Hannah here, and welcome back to my What's Up in My World. The first topic we're going to be talking about is a riot I can control. I mixed. I mixed some more. I patted, I scrubbed, and I mixed again. It was still sticky and wet, like glue that wasn't new, but wasn't yet to dry. I tried again, mixing with my silicone wand. 
The whole bowl was moving now, along with my wrist, trying to make it harden. Why wasn't it working? I put more cocoa powder in and finally it formed. And this was when I finally understood how the skill of baking and cooking was not as easy as I thought. How could this naive little girl think baking is easy? When I first saw my parents cook, it was a game of speed. The oil goes down, then the vegetables, the sauce, and suddenly it was like, where did this dish even come from? <laughs> Meanwhile, when I first saw my mom bake, it was so meticulous. Each step was prepared, then placed aside for when it was needed. Sometimes I didn't even know what the ingredient she was going to use was until she took it out, and it fascinated me. The idea of making food, whether it was cooking or baking, all the same, made me intrigued. So when it came to be my turn, I was a little nervous. It all started with me being my normal, lonely self on my laptop being antisocial. I was so bored during the social distancing, so I went on to YouTube to try and make myself feel less alone. Suddenly, my eyes were blessed with the cover of one of the most beautiful videos I've seen. I clicked on the recipe video. It was a two-ingredient recipe for condensed milk chocolates, and as soon as I finished the video for the 153rd time, I made up my mind. I was going to try this recipe. I grabbed the two ingredients in two bowls and my handy spatula and sat myself down at the table. I flipped open the containers for my ingredients and started on my recipe. I have to say, I had a lot of confidence in this baking session, thinking it was going to be a breeze making these chocolates. My mouth watered as I stirred the ingredients together, but as time went on, my bowl of delicacies started to riot against me. I tried so hard to contain them, but in the end, the prisoners escaped. I know what you're thinking. No, not into my mouth, but instead as a sea of cocoa powder on the table. This was not going as planned. I commanded my soldiers to go down and recapture them, but they were all busy. One was holding the bowl and the other the spatula. <laughs> I kept going though, pushing through this hard time. Slowly, mixing and stirring became harder as the dough began to listen to my prayers. It became like a dance, hard and sharp, but at the same time smooth and fluent. I began mixing with more certainty and finally the dough reached the right consistency. I cut it into little squares and waited as they froze. My first chocolates were going to be ready in a few hours, and I prepared myself. When the time was up, I took it out and placed it on the table for my family to dig in. I felt like one of those moms, watching her kid up on the stage winning something, thinking proudly, I made that. Our second topic today is a non-obligatory obligation. Speaking of things that I made, this wasn't something that I was very proud of. Quarantine times bring different routines into your life. Starting new things, restarting old things, they're all just things that you do when you have nowhere to go, which is exactly quarantine. Walking around my room, my nose scrunched. It was gross. I had so much clutter surrounding my room. Small things I kept in hopes of it becoming big. Books scattered around my room, unread or unfinished. Medals and papers, awards, pictures, everything saved and stored up just because I was too scared to put it away. That's me. Always afraid of letting go of things. Sometimes it's just because it was special. Sometimes because it was cool. Even sometimes just because I wanted to. Some people might call this hoarding. Others saving. But to me, it's just my belongings reminding me of my horrible memory. 
I've always been someone to keep things. I don't hoard, though. It's just that I forget. I keep the things that remind me of something special. Something of my childhood that I don't want to forget. Sometimes it's a book that I read often when I was younger. Sometimes it's a card that someone wrote me. Other times it's a shirt that I loved or a pair of my baby shoes. I always felt that there was this obligation for me to keep these small things. I strolled around looking at what I wanted to clean out. Due to the coronavirus, the time of year that I usually use for cleaning has come a lot earlier than expected. But that to me isn't a bad thing. I needed this. Desperately. I needed to stop telling myself that I had to keep it. That I had this obligation that wasn't even real. I started to clean and I found so many little things that I didn't know I had. If they were actually important, I put them in this big box that my dad said we would store away. If they weren't, I put them in another box that would go to donation or get thrown away. As I cleaned, I felt like I was letting go of something I didn't know I was holding on to. And as my room began to feel lighter, I began to feel like I was beginning something new. I made this environment that was like me and not like the person I was before. It made me happy. But most importantly, it made me organize. These were just a few of the things that I've been up to these days, and I'm sure quarantine has a lot more planned for me. I've still got quite a bit of cleaning to do, and plenty of baking to do, and tons of just plain thinking. So stay tuned. What I'm trying to say is, don't leave just yet. The fun hasn't even happened yet. Until next time, on My WhatsApp in My World. I've been playing in Hollow Knight. Although the game itself is amazing, the lore is what really drew me in. This is the lore of Hollow Knight, and trust me, it's long. Hollow Knight is an indie game developed by Team Cherry. It takes place in a kingdom of bugs called Hallowness. It's in the nature of all bugs to want to worship a god or a higher being. So what's a higher being? They're sort of these really powerful bugs that seek to be worshipped. Anyway, one species of higher being is the worms. Worms can tell the future, sort of, maybe? It's not really clear how it works, but anyway. This one worm traveled to Hallownest where it died. This worm was reborn as a guy called the Pale King, who went about creating his kingdom, Hallownest, so that he could be worshipped. But there was a problem. There were already bugs living there. An area called the Fungal Waste was home to a group of mushroom dudes who had a hive mind, as well as a tribe of mantises. The mantises were ruled by four warlords, and they had a very cultural society based on proving oneself through combat. Another group of bugs of the hive mind was the bees, who lived in the hive. In a place called Deep Nest, there were the spiders, as well as another group of immigrant spiders who came from outside of Hallow Nest, who could weave spells using silk. The queen of Deep Nest was called Hera the Beast, and she becomes relevant later. Joining the party was a group of moths, who we'll get back to in a minute. There were also a group of guys called the Moss Kitten. They were dreamed into existence by another higher being, Un, a giant slug. Dreams are this thing that some bugs, and all known higher beings, can use. Uh, they can be used for many different things, such as creating things. Dreams are divided into two categories, normal dreams and nightmares. Each of these bugs had a different reaction to the Pale King's arrival. The spiders of Deepness completely rejected the Pale King, leading to tense relations. The bees of the hive sealed off the hive, only allowing worker bees to enter or exit. The Mosskin were wary, but eventually allowed the Pale King to establish a path through their lands to the City of Tears, the kingdom's capital. Hence the name Green Path. Team Cherry is super original. 
The mantises didn't like him either, but respected his strength, resulting in a truce. The, ki the king of Hallownest would not interfere with the mantises' business, and in return, the mantises would keep the spiders of Deep Deepnest from invading Hallownest. The mushrooms decided to accept his rule, seeing his foresight as a protection from the future. Now, the moths are the one we want to pay attention to. Moths are attracted to light, and before, they worshipped a higher being known as the Radiance. But the, hail but the Pale King outshone the Radiance, meaning the moths almost completely forgot about the Radiance to worship the Pale King, and this definitely will not be important later. So yeah, that was Hollowness at its peak. A town of Dirtmouth was built to greet the newcomers, and the bugs mourned their dead at the resting grounds. An area called the Crystal Peaks had this ton of, had like a ton of these like purple crystal things, uh, which led to really ambitious mining projects. The White Palace was built underneath the City of Tears. Why? Possibly to hide the Pale King's blemishes. There were also the five great knights who protected the kingdom: Draya, Ogrum, Hegdrumul, Zamir, and Isma. Zamir had a thing going on at the side with one of the Mantis warlord's daughters, but the other Mantises rejected the relationship. Normal paths were built, as well as a system of stagways, which is just a bunch of stags that carry people around places. And also some trams. One tram was built in Deep Nest, but the spiders were like, nah. So that failed, strengthening the bad relations. So why was Hallowness so special? Well, the land outside Hallowness is the wasteland, and the bugs seemed to operate on base instinct, without higher thought. The Pale King made literally made Hallowness sacred ground, meaning that insects inside Hallowness could have higher thought. However, other abilities were shunned. Lifeblood, a blue liquid-like thing, heals the drinker, but it was considered taboo. Soul, which animates living things, was seen as unethical and not used. So where did it go wrong? Well, remember the Radiance? Some moths secretly still worshipped the Radiance, which kept it alive. The Radiance was limited to the world of dreams, but it could still manifest itself in this orange goopy stuff called infection. It took over the bugs' minds, reverting them back to their primal instincts. They attacked uninfected bugs, and, and the infection took over Hallownest. Some of the moths can even willingly took in the infection, leading to unbecoming weaker. A strange place called Colosseum of Fools, where warriors fought for glory and honor, also took it in willingly, as it gave the fighters more strength. The mantises seemed to be immune, but one of the well, mantis warlords betrayed his sisters and took in the infection for the same reason as the warriors of the Colosseum. The traitor lord's daughter was the one hooking up with Zemir. The scholars of the Soul Sanctum began trying to use soul to achieve a pure focus that could fight the infection, but all that did was kill a bunch of bugs. All but one of the stags were killed, the stag stations were closed, the city of tears sealed, but to no avail. The Pale King needed a plan, so he came up with one. The Queen of Hallownest was this root-like thing called the White Lady, who was also a pale being. The pale beings are basically higher, higher beings, if that makes sense. Anyway, the Pale King and the White Lady had a bunch of kids who they took down into the Abyss. The Abyss was filled with a black liquid substance known as Void. There, the Void seeped into the eggs, leading them to become filled with Void. These are called Vessels, and the Void part of them is called a Shade. The purpose of this was to create a hollow vessel, who wouldn't have a mind or a will for the Radiance to bend to its purposes. The Pale King then chose one of the Vessels. It's unclear how he did this, but the most popular theory uh, is that the to see which vessel ma managed to make it to the top of the abyss first. So anyway, the Pale King chose a vessel, who is called the Hollow Knight. Yeah, the main character is not the Hollow Knight. The Radiance was, tra was trapped inside the dreams of the Hollow Knight, and was then sealed inside the Temple of the Black Egg. However, the Pale King wanted to physically seal the Radiance too, so he sought out the three dreamers. 
The three dreamers that the Pale King sought out were as follows. Lurian the Watcher, Monomon the Teacher, and Hera the Beast. See? I told you she was important. Lurian and Monomon were willing to do it without too much persuasion, but Hera, due to the bad relationships between the Pale King and Deep Nest, needed more convincing. Hera wanted a child, and she wanted it to be the Pale King's child. Why? Hera was a common bug, and the King of Deep Nest died, so maybe she wanted a child of high birth. The White Lady was apparently okay with this, for some reason. Anyway, Hera's child became the boss slash NPC Hornet, who is the main character in the sequel, Silk Song. However, Hera never got to spend time with Hornet, as she had to be sealed to become a dreamer, along with the others. The Pale King may have also gotten the Weavers to do some weird silk spell stuff, but that's unclear. Hera was sealed in Deep Nest, Lurian in the City of Tears, and Monomon in the Flag, in the Fog Canyon. Lurian is protected by the Watcher Knights, Monomon by a giant jellyfish called Umu, and a seal placed on the Master Cave to her servant Quirrell. Hera just sort of chilled for some reason, and thus the sealing was complete. Hollow Nest entered a sort of stasis, and the infection mostly stopped spreading. Mostly. The Abyss was sealed, trapping all the vessels. The Pale King and the White Lady expressed shame at this, but they saw no other choice. However, the infection was still, of course, spreading. The Hollow the Hollow Knight became tarnished by an idea, the idea that it could save Hollow Nest. So the Pale King resorted to his final plan. He fled, hiding the White Palace and his court, where he eventually died. The White Lady hid in what is known as the Queen's Gardens, and all of the five knights probably died except for Ogrim and Zamir. Ogrim fled through the sewage systems and began living in Dumb, or Ogrim is a dung beetle. And Maggot, uh, a maggot stole Hagemul's armor. Uh, because uh, maggots were discriminated by the rest of Hallow Nest, and um, you know, so if he stole the armor, he'd be all high and mighty. Um, however, on the bright side, there's this cool carnival-themed group of bugs who worship the higher being, the Nightmare Heart, that came over. The Nightmare Heart lives on the nightmare side of the Dream Realm and feeds on the nightmares of fallen kingdoms. However, it also needs to sacrifice the troop master to his own child in order to stay alive. It's kind of like this. You need to eat, but you'll still die of old age, so you have to sacrifice yourself to a child in order to transfer your soul into their body. Or is it just me who does that? Finally, we can get to the events of the game. The main character is commonly called the Knight, and there are five endings to Hollow Knight. The first one happens if you use the Dream Nail, a device that can tear the veil between dreams and use it on the dreamers. You beat them up, gain access to the Temple of the Black Egg, and you fight the Hollow Knight. And you get the Hollow Knight ending. Basically, new chains drop up to the knight, and it replaces the Hollow Knight, continuing the kingdom stasis. The White Lady says that the knight is free of the blemishes that made the Hollow Knight unhollow, so we can assume that the knight will preserve Hollowness forever. The second ending is a sealed sibling ending. If the knight gets both parts of the King's Soul charm and the King's brand, they can enter the abyss and turn the King's Soul into the Void Heart. The Void Heart symbolizes that the knight has gained control over the Void, and unlocks two endings, the sealed sibling and the Dream No More. Now, Hornet will be waiting outside the Temple of the Black Egg, ready to assist if necessary. In the middle of the Hollow Knight fight, Hornet will jump in. The Knight has an opportunity to Dream Nail the Hollow Knight. If he doesn't, the Hollow Knight beats up Hornet and the fight continues as normal. However, this time uh, Hornet is trapped inside the temple, and her face appears on the outside of the egg, implying she's a dreamer? It's not really clear. Anyway, the Dream Nail more ending happens if the, if the Knight Dream Nails the Hollow Knight. You are then taken to the actual final boss of the game, the Radiance. You fight her, and at the end, the, the knight is followed by the Shades. The Shades hold the Radiance down, and the knight transforms into a cooler, voidier version of itself. It slaps the Radiance a few times, and it dies. 
I can't see just the Joe's Hornet getting up. The knight's cracked shell in front of her. The black eggs turns into void for some reason, and the game ends. That's a really confusing ending. The final two endings are the result of the NPC, the God Seeker. Basically, the God Seekers were abandoned by their old gods, the gods of thunder and rain. So they went to Hollow Nest because uh, they were able to detect the Pale King's afterglow. They see gods or higher beings because their minds are silent and need the gods to help them escape from their silent minds. Anyway, the knight encounters the Godseeker, and she gives it the God Tuner. Now, whenever the knight uh, fights a boss, the Godseekers tune towards them. Um, if you if you dream nail the Godseeker, you are taken to a place called God Home, which is basically the boss rush mode of Hollow Knight, where you fight all the bosses that the that the Godseekers have tuned to. The fourth uh, ending is the Embrace the Void ending. Basically, there are five pantheons within the God Home. And if you beat them all, you get to fight the Absolute Radiance, which is the normal Radiance on steroids. However, there are a few differences. This time, the Knight isn't followed by Shades, but rather a Wall of Void. When the Knight beats up the Radiance, and transforms into an Eldritch Behemoth made of the darkness itself called the Lord Shade, whom I am calling Bill. Bill beats up the Radiance, and we see the Godseeker, her eyes leaking void. Bill erupts out of the Godseeker, before we see the Hornet in the Temple of the Black Egg, watching the infection die. The Hollow Knight appears, and they prepare to fight. Somehow, the Knight has transformed into Bill, and killing the Radiance in God Home somehow killed the infection. She feels like that it might work differently, because the Radiance is stuck in the world of dreams. However, the main theory for why the uh, Knight turned into Bill is that the Godseekers are able to focus gods. Essentially, gods require the belief of people, I guess, to you know, be gods. So if the if the god seekers all like believe in the knight, then he becomes a god. It's pretty confusing. But anyway, by focusing their thoughts, uh essentially he became Bill. Final ending. Um I have no idea what this one's called. Um there are some flowers that Zamir has just sort of like hanging around. If you give one to the god seeker, you get a different ending. This time it's pretty much the embrace the void ending. But the flower pulls an Uno reverse card and disappears along with the Godseeker and Bill. Yeah, that's Hollow Knight in a nutshell. There's also the ancient civilization that predated Hollow Nest that worshipped the Void and the sequel Silk Song. But like, let's not get on into that. This essay is long enough already. Over this time of quarantine, I have found that I have much more time on my hands to do things. One of these things is gaming. I usually only get to play an hour and a half on weekends only, but now I'm allowed to play every day. This gave me time to develop in my skills in many games and also start playing different games. One of the games that I've gone better at is Fortnite, which is a third person shooter game made by Epic Games. Because I can now play every day, I've gotten better at building, aiming, and playmaking in this game. I mostly play this game with Taylor Hong and Terrence Brown, but sometimes I can find myself playing with up to 16 different people. Fortnite has two different game modes. Battle Royale is played in solos, duos, or squads with 100 other people online. Or Creative, which can support up to 16 players, playing in different locations at the same time. 
One game that I've started playing now is Minecraft, which has recently blown up across the entire world. This is an online survival game that can be played with as many friends as you want. Minecraft is an open world game which means that the map has no limit and you can go as far as you want. The physical activity that I've been doing is basketball. Basketball is one of my favorite sports and is a game that you need to practice a lot to get good at. I mostly practice layups and I've gotten very good at them. To be good at basketball, you have to be able to shoot, dribble, and play defense. I've worked on my dribbling and shooting the most, but sometimes practice defense when I play with my younger brother. When I practice basketball, I will usually shoot, then get the rebound, make a layup, then do a dunk, all while doing many handles with the ball. The last thing that I am doing over this time of quarantine is getting back into hobbies that I did not have time for before I went on this break. One of them is drawing. In the summer of 2019, I watched a lot of some drawing videos and was impressed by what people could do with this talent. So I went to Indigo and bought $80 worth of drawing materials. This was a bit of a leap considering that the only experience I had was watching tutorials on YouTube. I started off by drawing original characters that only showed the upper half, upper half of the body. But then, I started to get discouraged by what other people posted on YouTube and thought that my drawings weren't good enough. I then gave up on drawing. However, recently, I have had lots of time in my hands and started drawing again and I must say that I have improved greatly. Even though this time of quarantine can, is, is stressful and confusing, there are still some good things that can come out of it. Hey guys and welcome back to What's In My World. A lot has happened since my last entry. For starters, we are in the midst of a global pandemic. Spring break has just finished and the first time in years we're not going back to school. This entry has a lot of twists and turns so hold on tight because this here is the wildest ride in the wilderness. More on that later. COVID-19. For the first time in history, the virus appeared in late November 2019 in Wuhan, China. Since then, the world has gone into utter chaos trying to contain the coronavirus, but things have upscaled in North America and Europe in the past month. There are 842,201 worldwide with the number of cases going up every day. In an effort to stop the virus, everyone has been advised to self-quarantine and social distance. Measures have been enforced. Through this time of uncertainty, I feel slightly lost at how this virus has gotten so big. Our entire world has been turned upside down and places of refuge and ways to escape have been closed as well. One week after I got back from Disney, they announced that they're they are closing for the next couple of months to ensure that the virus doesn't spread and so that social distancing laws could be met. There are a few times in history where Disney has had to close its stores, but this is one of them. After hearing that, I knew this was not just something that was happening far away. This was happening in my own neighborhood. Toilet paper was running out of stocks everywhere. Hoarding and looting became a thing. There is so much that is uncertain about this virus that everywhere, everywhere you look, there is fear. But amidst of all the fear, there is hope. Actors, singers, polit political heads, activists, and anyone that is anyone is trying to lift the spirits of those who are depressed. Charities are receiving large donations and companies are giving to people who are less fortunate. The virus has brought people together and formed a community among us that will not easily break afterwards. As I said earlier, before the virus blew up on our faces, I went to, I went to Disneyland. We went 
to California for nine days and we were at Disney for five of those days. The brand new parade opened as we were there, so we got to watch it on its opening weekend. We also went to Galaxy's Edge for the first time, which was incredible. Using our magic morning, we got a spot on Rise of the Resistance, which may I just say was one of the coolest experiences of my life. My brother brought my brother built a droid and a lightsaber and he let me tag along as his guest. We called the droid BB Great instead of BB-8, and the little droid is like a member of the family, though our dog doesn't like him too much. But my favorite thing above all else was riding Space Mountain and Thunder Mountain. I have loved Thunder Mountain from the beginning, but after this trip I realized just how much fun it is. And don't even get me started about Space Mountain, it makes me want to throw up in the best possible way. But all good things do eventually come to an end. Now I am back home starting up this daunting thing called online school. Okay, it's not that bad, but compared to what I am used to, it is definitely a curveball at the face. For someone who has never homeschooled in their life, it is a different kind of experience. There's no teacher at the front of the room, or paper handouts, or even recess. I miss hanging out with my friends when they're sitting right beside me, but there are pros to this whole thing too. For one, no more uniforms. It feels so good to wear whatever I want, and the Google Meet calls do make it possible to stay in touch with everyone. I think this, is, this experience will change how I view homeschool and may even inspire me to do more home learning in the future. In the middle of uncertain times, life is reasonably calm and steady. My family and I have been spending time talking about what is happening and processing everything. We have been we have been praying and doing online church together to stay connected to God, even if we can't meet in a building with our church every Sunday morning. My advice for everyone reading this is A, don't worry, God is looking out for you, and B, stay connected. Don't let social distancing drive you apart from loved ones and friends. Make a call. Don't be afraid to talk to others about how you're feeling. And last but not least, stay safe. Don't do anything anything that could hinder you or the people around you well-being. Stay at home and when you're out of the house, social distance. Thank you for reading my What's Up in My World entry. Stay safe, healthy, and connected. Alright, my name is Caleb and I am going to be talking about what is up in my world. Over the past few weeks, I've been stuck in my house and haven't been able to go anywhere or do anything because of COVID-19 which really sucks. I've been playing a lot of video games and watching TV every day, which gets boring after a while. I was thinking about getting a new video game to help my boredom, but I don't really have any money, so I didn't do that. Being quarantined sucks a lot, especially because we we were about to go on vacation, And then uh, they closed the airlines a day before we left. This was a huge disappointment, but I'll uh, get through it. It was probably a good thing that I didn't get to go on vacation because if I've gotten sick, I probably would have gotten sick when I um, went on vacation because there's a lot of cases of COVID-19 where I was going. Still, I wish I could have gone on vacation instead of being stuck at home. One good thing was that I didn't get sick, so I could still go outside and do um, the thi- some things. But there aren't very many things that I could do because um, pretty much all of them were closed. And on top of that, my parents didn't really want me to go outside anyways because I wanted to make sure that I didn't get sick. I'm very thankful that both of my parents still get to work because I know that a lot of my friends and family don't have uh, jobs right now. Even even if my dad gets sick, 
he'll still get paid it, uh, which is, which is really comforting. Um, also, none of my family has gotten sick, and I'm praying that it stays that way. Another disappointment is that I can't play soccer right now, and I, re- and I was really looking forward to, um, for this season. Due to all the changes that are happening right now, I am running out of things to keep me entertained, and I have done everything that I could possibly do. I wish some n- new shows could uh, would come on Netflix or Disney Plus, or even a new um, game came out on my Game Pass. Something, like something, anything. Just to let you know, um, a Game Pass um, is something that you pay monthly for Xbox, uh, which lets you get uh, good deals on games or even free games, which I love. I hope that COVID-19 will go away soon because I'm getting bored. There are a lot of good things about COVID-19. Um, though, like how I get to wake up later for school, I find school a lot easier online, and um, I get my work done faster because I don't want my friends to distract me, which is a highlight. And another con of COVID-19 is not being um, able to see my friends. There are also limited things to do, and worst of all, no vacation. Not going on vacation is not the worst thing, but it's pretty high up there, and um, it's a pretty big disappointment of mine. I think that the worst thing is not being able to go to church, because I love to go to church and praise God. Yes, you can go to church and do the online thing, but it's not the same. Um, that was just some of the thoughts about COVID-19, and I can't wait to write uh, more or something else. But if I wrote even more, you'd probably end up falling asleep, which you might be already. Despite all the bad things, my family and, and I are pulling through this tough time, and I hope you are too. Thanks for listening. Hello, this is Terrence, and this is what's going on in my world. Everyone thought 2020 was going to be the year. It was a new decade, and everyone was on their toes, eager for the new things they thought were to come. Instead, we were given COVID-19, Kobe's death, the Australia forest fires, the death of the Iranian general, and more to come. Over the past few weeks, I've been stuck in my house, gaining weight by the second, which is not okay. I've been playing video games and talking to my friends every day online, and doing so makes me feel sad since I cannot actually see them physically. I was fuming because I was supposed to watch a Rockets game in Portland, but a few days before the game, the NBA announced that they have canceled all the games. This was one of the things I was looking forward to and did not get to do. My parents also did not let me go anywhere like the mall or the rec center, which made me upset because all my friends were going. But I understand their point of view of how they don't want me to have any risk of getting the virus. We were also supposed to go to Amsterdam for a week, like the second week, but of course, Corona does not allow that either. Though all of these bad things are happening in the world right now, we should always be grateful for the good things happening. So here are some things I'm grateful for. One thing I'm grateful for is that I do not actually have the virus. This is a blessing because I get to spend time with family by taking walks and going biking with them. My mom also bought a deep fryer so I get to have fries from home instead of going out, which is amazing. 
I've been playing Minecraft with Josh, Paul, and Johan, and I've been enjoying this a lot. Josh recently started a Twitch channel. If you're wondering what Twitch is, it is a website you use to stream off of for other people to watch. And if they enjoy your content, they follow. But if they really enjoy it, they will use their money to donate and show appreciation for your work. Josh started the Minecraft server so all of us could play on it. I rage quit a lot because whenever I joined, Johan thinks it's funny to kill me and when I die, I lose my XP. In the end though, I do enjoy playing with all of them. With so much happening this year, I just want to conclude by praying for these events that are happening for they are only controlled by God. I feel God made this whole COVID-19 situation to wake us up and to be more prepared for viruses in the future. I want to thank God that all my friends and family are safe. I just hope we can find a cure, but if not, at least a vaccine to make those who fear feel a sense of comfort and security. I also hope once this virus deals with, we can have a better rest of the year. Thank you. I've been waiting for my trip to Las Vegas for a few months now, and I've been dying to go back. I wanted to take so many photos that I didn't last time, and I could not wait. Once the day came, we had to wake up at 4am because our flight left around 8. We got to the Abbotsford Airport, where we flew out of Canada. We got through the check-in and everything was going smooth until I found out that they were doing random security checks, which was weird because I usually never do it on children, but it was okay. They patted me down, which was a new experience. Then they looked through my bag, which carried lots of candy for the plane. But then they found my iPad and asked me to take off the case. Our plane, once our plane arrived, we got um to walk. Once our plane arrived at the airport, we walked to the airplane, which was cool because that's what you do when you get on private jets. The plane took, plane ride took just over two hours, so I was able to watch one full movie. Once we arrived in Las Vegas, it was around noon, so we had lots of time before we got to our hotel and went to bed. So we went shopping. Then we went back to our hotel. That it was pretty late, so we just went back to bed. A few days passed, so and we went to the famous Las Vegas Strip. We saw lots and lots of cool buildings, perf perf people performing, lights in action, and we ended up watching the water fountain. And um. And then, after the show, we ended up going to the Bellagio to see the flower garden, which, of course, I took my camera out and started taking photos for half an hour, for, and I was looking around for some good photos. A few more days passed, and my grandpa, Nana, and myself are going to the Red Rock Canyon. It was a very cool drive out of Vegas to see the desert, hills, mountains, and more. Once we arrived the canyon, at the canyon, we paid $15 for the three of us, and we took the scenic route to see all the canyons and huge red rocks. It's very hard to explain the photos and views I got on camera and in person, but it will forever, it will forever be a memory of me and my grandparents. The next day was one of our last days due to COVID-19. We had to leave half a week early, which really sucked because there were many places I wanted to go see, but it was okay. We went to the, we spent the day at the pool swimming and tanning. The following day, we had to return our rental car and went to the Las Vegas International Airport, which is probably one of the biggest airports I have ever been to. There were slot machines everywhere, and surprisingly, there was lots of Walking Dead slot machines. Once we got through security, we saw our plane, which is the biggest plane I've ever been on. And right next to it was a Bo Boeing 747, a double-decker plane, and I thought that was really awesome. Once we got onto our plane, um, you could turn left, which usually you just go right to economy. But you could turn left, and there's business class, first class, and a, and a bar, which I thought was cool. Uh, we ended up 
so we had to go to a LAX airport because we had a layover at LAX, which was really busy, which was the busiest I've ever seen it. We got to our gate and we got on the trip to go to head home. Once we got back to Canada, we drove home and that concluded our trip. Hello, my name is Marjorie, and this is my reading refre- reflection for April 2nd, 2020. So the title of the book that I read is Insurgent. The author of the book is Veronica Roth. And today I read from 2.30 to 3.15 p.m., which is 45 minutes. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I would rate this book um, a number four because the book is really well written, even from the start, and it continues the action and like the suspense from the cliffhanger from Divergent. Um, the protagonist is Triss, and Triss is a 16-year-old girl who is in the faction Dauntless, and she's really strong and brave and perseverant. I think that Triss is unlike me because she's very strong in situations where it could be really tough for her. Like, she lost her mother in the last book, and that was really recent, but she was still able to carry on and lead her family and abnegation members to the Amity headquarters. I think she's like me because she's very, like, she cares a lot for her family, and even if she has, like, a different faction than them, she still supports them and cares for them, which is unheard of in a lot of the other book, like, in divergent is unheard of it's always faction before blood uh some three events that happened today in today's reading was um tris tobias marcus and tris's dad and caleb went to the amity headquarters for safety um when they're taught uh when they're walking to the headquarters tris realized that her brother was caleb was crying and because I think that she he was crying because many of the abnegation members got killed and executed and even his own mother was killed by the erudites. Um, Tris notices this but she still carries on. Another event happened that happened was Tris recalling how she killed Will, which is her friend, and she recalled that she shot him while she was running because he was under the simulation and she was about to get killed and she felt really bad about it. Um, another event that happened was the Amity leader, leader was discussing the fate for all the factions that needed safety. Um, she made like a set of rules that for the factions that would stay in the safety house. But Tris and Tobias both said that they would not last in the safe house for much longer because many of these rules went against like Dauntless traits like and values, like weapons, like keeping weapons. Um, this book reminds me a lot about the Hunger Games series. Um, I think that the districts in Hunger Games really reminded me of the factions in Insurgent. There were many like d- districts in the Hunger Games series. I think there's 13, and they had their own like values and things that they were like known for. And this reminds me of the factions in Insurgent because um, the factions have like their own the different resources and different values as well. Um, I feel like Triss is very different in this book than Divergent. She had so many, so much character development in Divergent, and I think that in Insurgent, she has this more like confidence in herself than she had in 
Divergent. Um, I think that Triss and Tobias will not be able to stay in the safe house safely, or they'll leave. I also wonder if the Erudites will go after them because Janine and Eric know that Triss is Divergent and Tobias. I also predict that Triss and Tobias will take their time to develop a plan um, in the safe house so that they can like reunite with their Dauntless friends and hopefully find out why Janine wanted to execute all the abnegation members. This is my What's Up In My World writing. Hi, my name is Jolene and this is a story about the deadly COVID-19. Most people would agree that quarantine sucks because we don't get to see any of our friends and there's nothing to do with all the spare time we have. However, some people love quarantine because they can catch up on chores that they wanted to get done a long time ago but did not have the time for, or catching up on new TV shows. For me, quarantine is both. I would love to see friends, but at the same time, I love having all of this time to finish up on things. I'm very happy because I got to go on my Hawaii trip before anything got bad. The bad thing was that when I came home, I had to be in quarantine for 14 days before I could see any friends. When I found out that I was out of quarantine, I immediately called Alexa to see if she wanted to hang out. Then the next day, the news said that it was now against the law to hang out with anyone. So I couldn't hang out with Alexa. What is really hard for me to think about is how before the break, we were learning about different pandemics. And now we are in one. A couple of days ago, I did not realize how serious the virus was until I watched this movie called Contagion. Even though this movie was not based on a true story, it is showing how a pandemic starts. I asked my mom if COVID-19 was this bad, and she said it was worse. That's when my mind started wrapping around the fact that I really need to take the virus seriously. I don't want to get too involved in what is happening, but I should probably know, I should probably know what is going around and, I, and what I can do to help me and my family to prevent this virus from getting to us. I haven't watched any of the news about COVID-19, but my parents are very involved in it. So I get all my facts from them. They only talk about how Italy is going downhill fast and the same goes for the USA. Every Sunday, my family and I watch Mark Clark from the Village Church online. His most recent one stood out to me because he was talking about the, how important it is to make sure that we still stay connected with God through this time and not get too cut up in the news. I think that this virus will impact the future in many different ways. Personally, I believe that if you stay inside and you don't come in contact with many people, you will not get the virus. I think that people get it so fast because they touch their face and they don't wash their hands after they come in contact with so many people. I think that together we can stop this virus from spreading if we do our part. Hi, I'm Joyce, and I'm going to be reading my What's Up In My World journal. Okay, this week has been my first week of online school. I spent most of the time at home because of the pandemic that is spreading called COVID-19. Being stuck at home wasn't that big of a problem at first, and it felt really relaxing having an extended spring break. However, as time passed, I noticed that my sleep schedule was changing a lot, as I was sleeping more than usual giving me less time in the day to do something productive. I also began to want to go outside and see my friends and have some sort of social interaction. 
As time passed, I started to notice the limits of what I could do when I stay at home, unable to go outside, such as not being able to eat or eat outside or go to the public library. I see the same people and do the same things, which at first was fine, but it soon became boring and left me wanting to do something new. Usually in spring break, I hang out with my friends and go on trips with my family. But this year, the only places that we really go are either the grocery store or a park. Before, I was happy that I had time to do th something that is productive, such as practicing guitar or cooking. But these things became too repetitive, resulting in me not doing anything at all. This had me thinking that COVID-19 has become something so big that it has been creating big changes in our lives, messing up our daily routines and schedules. It made me think about when this would all end and if we are ever going to return to the normal life that we had before. At the start of spring break, I had an idea in my head of what my spring break was going to be like. In the first week, I was going to spend my time sleeping in, practicing guitar, and working on my creative story for the Word of Excellence. In the second week, I was going to go on my outreach trip to Lillooet, then enjoy the rest of my spring break when I came back. However, as the second week approached, the trip got suddenly got cancelled, leaving me with way more extra time on my hands. As the second week turned into the third week, I began to think of new things to do. I found something online that has been quite popular lately called Tagona coffee. Tagona is a light brown Korean sweet made from melted sugar. Tagona coffee is where you mix equal amounts of instant coffee, sugar, and water. You can mix it with an electric mixer, but lots of people just mixed it with a spoon as a challenge. So naturally, I decided to use a spoon. As you mix it, you begin you begin to see your mixture turn lighter and thicker. If you mix it with a spoon, it takes about 13 to 20 minutes of constant mixing if you only used a few teaspoons of each ingredient. As I mixed, my wrist and hand began to feel the pain and burden, making it more of a challenge. Finally, when you lift the spoon and the liquid does not drip, then you are done. Now, you take your coffee sugar mixture and mix it with a cup of milk, then you can drink it. After I finished, my mom asked me why I couldn't have just mixed all the ingredients into the milk, because everything gets mixed anyway. Even though this makes perfect sense, I did this just for the fun of it so it didn't really matter how long or how much effort it took. A goal that I want to achieve during this time of quarantine is to write a short story. So far I have been planning for my short story. I have, al I have always had a lot of ideas that I, write, that I have written down in my phone. Using some of these ideas, I have started to plan out a plan for my story. Over these past few days, I have come up with the setting, the conflict, and most of the main characters. Something that I still need to figure out are the details such as characters' backstories, which characters' perspectives I'm going to use in the story, etc. The reason why I have spent a lot of time plotting the story is that I've always just had a concept in my head and just wrote it on the spot. But this time I want to try planning everything out first, then writing it out. In the, past, in the past, when I wrote everything without a specific plan, I have ideas that suddenly come up during the writing process, and most of the time these ideas don't fit with the beginning part of the story. Since I enjoy writing stories with a plot twist, I need to plan it very well so that I can build up to the big plot twist. After spending lots of time on the story, I am excited to be almost finished with the details and looking forward to to writing the story. COVID-19 has been affecting my spring break, but there were a few things that I found positive. 
Through this extended spring break, I was able to take more time on something that I enjoyed doing, writing. I was also able to spend more time with my family and try out new things that I haven't before. So even though this pandemic has been changing a lot of things, there are some good things that come out of this and I want to spend the rest of my time at home looking for these good things. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Erin, and this is my What's Up in My World writing piece. Uh, everyone's lives has been affected by this virus. Plans have been canceled, which miss up our daily routines, preventing us from having any social interactions. Through this crisis, I noticed how busy we were and how there were so many things that distracted us so we were never bored. So now when these things are gone, I found I find that we have way too much time on our hands. This is how I felt about staying home, the changes in my life, what I've been up to recently, and what I want to do during this time. Our spring break is normally two weeks, but because of the coronavirus outbreak, it has been stretched to three weeks. This week is the first week of online school, and I spent most of my time at home because of the pandemic. Those three weeks have been the longest three weeks of my life, doing nothing but staying home. At first, I thought that COVID-19 wasn't that big of a problem and really enjoyed the fact that we might not have school. However, as time passed, the coronavirus turned into a pandemic and the world turned upside down because of this virus. Due to current events, I was forced to stay home, not being able to see friends or go anywhere, and events like the Vancouver Colonist Festival being cancelled. I tried to think positively about this whole thing and told myself, since I have extra time, I can do this, I can do things I didn't get to do when I was busy. But I started to notice that I was becoming lazier and lazier by the day, waking up at 11 a.m. every day, giving me less time to do in the day to do some, giving me less time in the day to do productive things. As time passed, I started wanting to go outside to see my friends and even wanted to go to school. I felt like every day was the same, with the same things to do and the same people in it. Times, time went by quickly, went by both quickly and slowly. The only places I've been are outside in my yard and in my house. The coronavirus has been creating big changes in our lives, messing up our plans and daily routines. Everybody wonders when this would end and if we were ever going to get our normal lives back. In the three weeks, I feel like I haven't done much despite the extra time I had. Something I have done is taking walks with my family and my dog. We usually take our puppy around the neighborhood, but we found a new tra- trail through the back of back forest of our houses. It was very beautiful and perfect for a trail to walk our puppy. As we went deeper into the trail, we noticed that the trees seemed never-ending and it felt like we were somewhere far away. This trail made me feel like I was someplace, er- el- someplace elsewhere other than my house, which made me feel like which made me feel a lot better. There was a path where trees with little leaves shaped some sort of tunnel. The little leaves looked like glowing fairy lights that were strung onto the trees. Walking in further, we found some intriguing trees that seemed unreal. As the trail started to end, I could see that I was going back home, and it wasn't something that I was looking forward to. I wanted to stay in this little world full of glittering leaves and intriguing trees. During the three weeks, I baked two things, chocolate cupcakes and banana muffins. I didn't, I don't get to bake often, so I thought that I should try baking. 
The first cake I attempted was chocolate cupcakes. I have made a similar batch of chocolate cakes, so it tasted similar, but I attempted to try the cupcake ones. After I put the batch in the oven, I started to make the icing. I took out a handheld mixer thing, put on the egg beater on the machine, and I started to mix the butter. Mix the butter. I pushed the button and the egg beater popped up, dropping into the oily butter. It turned out that the button was the button to eject the be- egg beaters. I had to fish them out of the butter and wasn't and wash them so they won't make the machine oily as well. Despite this, the cupcake turned out pretty good. During this time, there are three main things I would like to accomplish with the extra hours I have. Firstly, I would like to get back to painting since I have almost never had free time. I really never got to sit down and paint. I painted a piece yesterday while listening to Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire audiobook, and I realized how I forgot how much fun painting is. The second thing I would like to accomplish is study things that I didn't get to because of my busy schedule, such as reading a historical book or learning math that I really wanted to learn. Thirdly, I would like to gain a closer relationship with God. Now that I have no excuse, I would like to use this time to read the Bible and spend time with Him more. Because we have so much because we have way too much extra time in our hands i want to use these times wisely and get to try new things despite the fact that covid19 has been changing a lot of things there were some good things that came out of this and i want to spend the rest of my time at home looking for these good things instead of focusing on only the bad things This is my creative writing that's up in my world. What do you think of when you hear the word spring break? For me, I think of sunshine, fun, basketball, friends, and all the things I love. But now, due to coronavirus, I cannot enjoy all those things. So in this essay, I will just be writing about my life in quarantine and how I am trying to cope with it. So quarantine and staying home may sound like a paradise to some people, and I know that kids wish that there's no school all the time. I was one of those kids until quarantine and the coronavirus hit. In the beginning, I guess it was sort of fun, but doing nothing really gets to you. Plus, my parents will let me do whatever I want all the time, so it gets boring pretty fast. I try to make the best out of everything I do in my house. Nevertheless, it's not fun or entertaining to do the same thing every day. I play video games and there is this remarkably good game I love to play, sometimes with friends. It's called NBA 2K20. It's really fun and it's primarily just basketball, like you can play with NBA players and or you can make your own character and start your own career. And you can also play online if you have Xbox Live Gold. Other things I like to do are either play basketball outside because Um, there's really nothing else to do but this gets boring pretty fast because it's either cold outside like cold that I cannot play outside anymore or I get bored and I just want to do something else another thing I'd like to do is edit videos for entertainment it's my genius hour topic so I'm trying to grow in that while I have the chance I search up videos on YouTube when I get curious about something or when I watch other videos and see an interesting future I want to try It's been pretty fun, but I'm slowly running out of ideas, so I hope that I'm able to make a decent video before we go back to school. Uh, I used to go biking outside with Terrence, but I don't think that I'm able to do that anymore because of the rise of concern for the coronavirus. 
Uh, Terrence and I would arrange a time, and then we would just go out and bike. We would take a short stop at co-op to buy a treat or something to drink. Then we would relax and talk in the leisure of the playground. After that, we would bike to his house to play some basketball outside and talk about the game 2K. Honestly, it was one of the things I look forward to every day. As you may know, I love the game of basketball. So to improve my skill in the sport, I downloaded an app called Home Court. In Home Court, you would do these drills by yourself, and it was just to help you get better in any area of basketball. Uh, one skill I wanted to get better at was dribbling, so I would go into my garage, open the app, and start practicing. I find that's a really great app to keep you entertained and to grow your skill. In conclusion, it may be boring to be stuck in your own house with nothing to do and no one to see, but I say take this as an opportunity to grow on your skills and as a person. Try something you haven't tried or do something you haven't done. Who knows? You might just find something you love that you haven't loved before. My name is Joanne, and I'll be reading my essay on what's with my world. With COVID-19 rapidly spreading in our communities, people have begun to bulk buy, hoard, cleaning supplies such as tissues, and started to lock themselves inside. Some people have decided to go the complete other direction, ignoring their government's advice to practice social distancing by going to clubs, events, and large crowds. Personally, I've been, I have responded to this crisis rather normally, which is a mix of frustration, apathy, and anxiety. I am frustrated because people seem to not understand the severity of our situation and continue to meet other people which is spreading the virus. I feel apathetic because I don't think I have really processed the fact that this might become a pandemic and it almost feels like I can never catch the virus. I am anxious because I don't know how, to, how big this crisis will get or how it will end our future. I'm not sure whether our government can handle COVID-19 or not, but I do know that if they can't, it could become a, the next pandemic. Although being in quarantine could be boring to some people, it is actually how I normally live on weekends or summer break, so this experience is like a vacation for me. I've been watching a lot on Netflix, binging shows like Tiger King, How I Met Your Mother, and much more. I've never been a baked baker, but now that I have all this extra time, my sister and I have been baking cookies every week. Surprisingly, it's really relaxing, and I get why some people are obsessed with it. Some people will argue that hanging out with, their, with people doesn't drain them at all, and that baking cookies with their sister isn't their ideal activity. However, I believe that everyone needs a break from people, no matter how extroverted they are. Socially, distancing has forced us to spend our time with ourselves, and I think that is really refreshing. I almost feel like I'm giving my break, my brain a break from being around people, and I quite enjoy it. Being in quarantine is fun, but I can't hang out with friends or go to the mall, which are both things I really like doing as well. I'll admit, after the first two weeks of quarantine, I felt like it felt like we were cooped up in our house like chickens in a cage. I felt like I've run. I feel like I've run out of things to do, and every day is the same. There isn't much to do in your house, unless you're a millionaire or something, so people are limited to the internet to connect with others. Unfortunately for me, my mom doesn't let me exceed one hour on my computer, so I've been finding myself randomly cleaning my room or something when I'm bored. I would read, but the library is closed, and I've already read all the books in my house multiple times already. I've probably walked my neighborhood over 30 times already, and if my mom talks about how we have to get fresh air one more time, I may lose it.
Spain, is it safe? Hi, my name is Spencer Francis, and I'm going to tell you about the time I went to Spain and Portugal during the COVID-19 outbreak. Did we survive? It was March 4th at 11 a.m. when we left to go to the airport for our two o'clock flight to Lisbon, Portugal via London. When we went through, we went through Iceland Air. The flight was very comfortable, but it was seven hours long. When we landed, we had a two hour layover in Iceland. So I had time to download more movies and stuff. I quickly realized there was no Disney Plus in Europe, so I had to resort to Netflix. Blech. We got to our next flight, which was three hours. That, which was three hours. That flight was really good. It was a bigger plane, so there were more empty seats. So I moved to the seats in front of me so I could lay down and sleep comfortably. So when we got when so when we landed in London, we had a five-hour layer. So we went to a lounge. The lounge was nice. There was food and drinks in the lounge, but the food wasn't really good. So I had some hot chocolate and went to sleep. Then we went to our next flight to Lisbon. When we landed in Lisbon, we walked off the plane and took a bus to the airport so we could collect our bags. We 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 exited the airport and took a taxi to our hotel. When we got there, the Wi-Fi was not working, so we called them to try to fix it, but they could not. So we went to the grocery store beside the hotel and got some essentials like eggs and milk. We dropped them at the room, then we walked to the main square. When we got to the square, we walked around, took some pictures, but unfortunately it was already dark. So we went back to the hotel and went to bed. The following day, we woke up early, arranged breakfast, and went sightseeing. We went to the Castle de de S. Gorge. We spent around three hours there. Then we were walking back to the hotel. Then we got ice cream and got a bus pass for the day for the city of Balam. So we had lunch and took the bus to Balam and went to the Balam Tower and Monument of Discovery just to make it back in time for the last bus back to Lisbon. Then we walked into a street mall where they were selling wine, fruit, snacks, and juice. Then we had dinner and went to bed. I was really tired. I went to bed but woke up shortly after because of jet lag. Therefore, I watched Netflix and fell asleep. So I was, it was the third day and I was running on little snow sleep. Thus, I was really tired. But I had a cup of coffee to keep me going. So we went back to Balam and took a tour of only Balam so we can see the stuff there. Then we took a ferry to the other side of the Tigris River to eat lunch and see see the stuff there. Then the see the stuff there. A mini a version of the Christ Redeemer statue. For lunch we ate salmon steaks. Then we took a tuk tuk to see the statue where we took some photos. So we went up to the top of the statue we could see a view of the twenty fifth of April Bridge, which is a smaller version of the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Then we went down so we could make it back for the last bus to the ferry terminal so we could make it back to our hotel and go to bed. In the in the morning, we had breakfast and packed our suitcases and backpacks. Then we took an Uber to the airport to catch our flight to Madrid, Spain. It took about an hour to get to the airport, so we started talking to the Uber driver. He gave us some tips and told us some places to go in Madrid. So we went to the airport, we went through security and went to our gate but we had to take a bus to the plane. Then we walked up on the plane stairs. It was really cool. The flight was about two hours. We got to eat Portuguese egg tarts. They were so good. It's like a custard with a tart. So we landed in Madrid and took an Uber 
to our hotel and unpacked and we were we went for a walking tour where we learned about the city where we then had dinner and went to bed the next day we went to another walking tour of the city it was longer than the other one it ended at one o'clock we had lunch at a very old authentic spanish place i had calamari and my parents cooked spanish rice and i and i had a really good drink it's pineapple juice mixed with sprite it was the same price of beer or wine you should try it after we went back to the hotel and had a nap because we were walking for five hours. After our nap, we went to the garden. It is apparently very famous, but it was dark, so we could not see anything. Then we started walking back and had dinner. So, and had dinner. Then we continued walking, but we saw a store called Lefties that my sister wanted to go into. We spent over two hours there shopping, but at the time, we did not. it did not come to us that we only had a small carry-on suitcase. So we called an Uber and went back to the hotel and went to bed. The next day, we had a tour to go to Alvia and Segovia. Alvia is a place where Santa Teresa lived and where they kept her fingers and shoes and it was pretty gross. Where we, we were there for about, for three hours and then we went back on the bus to go to Segovia. Segovia, we, in Segovia, we had some tapas, some drinks. Then we saw a big water ray and took some pictures. Then we went to the cathedral and then cathedral. Then we went back to Madrid and had dinner. Then we had went back to the hotel and packed all our clothes we got from the day before and planned how we would get to Toledo for the next day. The next day we went to the train station so we could go to the bus so we could go to Toledo. When we made it to the bus station, we bought our tickets and we had to switch the train line a couple of times so we could go to the bus stand in Toledo. And the bus stand was, the bus to Toledo was about two hours. When we got to the bus station in Toledo, we suddenly recognized that there's no Uber in Toledo. So we had to take a taxi to our hotel. When we got to our hotel, we put our luggage in the rooms and we went on a walking tour around the city of Toledo. And we went to Toledo because it was the old capital of Spain, but then they moved to Madrid because it was bigger and so they, the king could hunt bears. After we, the walking tour, we chilled in the hotel, then we went out for dinner to, at a Mexican restaurant, then we took an escalator up and made it a TikTok. When we got to the top of the escalator, we realized that we left the quesadillas at the bottom of the escalator, so we went all the way down just to get it. When we made it back up, we went to the hotel. When we made it to the hotel, we went to bed. It, in the morning, we had breakfast in the hotel because it was included, so it was really good. So I scooped a, swooped a couple of donuts and took them back to the room. I stayed in the room because I did not want to go out. So my parents and sister went out. When I when they came back, we started to pack our bags to go back to Madrid to catch our flight to Morocco. There was buses, trains, and taxis. Where we got when we got to the airport and checked in, we came to realize our flight got canceled. And they did not give us any money or credit back. How rude, I say, how rude. Then we started looking for options, whether to go back or stay. Then we saw a hotel near the airport that we could stay. So we rented a car and drove to the hotel. When we got to the hotel, we checked in and went to our room and went to bed. The next day, we started driving to Granada. When we got onto the highway, we noticed something was wrong. There were no cars on the road. We had the whole highway to ourselves. 
in the biggest city of Spain. After three hours of sitting in the car, we stopped for lunch, but all the cafes and restaurants were closed, so we went to the nearby grocery store we saw. When we went in, uh, when we went in, everyone was stocking, stack, stocking up as if the end of the world was coming. But we just casually walked in and got what we needed. And then I realized the wine was cheaper than the water. There, the wine was a euro fifty, and the water was four euros. So we got lunch and and ate in the car. Then we went back on the deserted highway. When we got to our hotel in Granada, we did not see go anywhere to sightsee because everything was closed due to COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic. So we just looked for flights to go back home. When we finally flew, that went to Vancouver. We realized some website were charging us double than the airline, so we bought the ticket directly from the airline. So when we went to bed in the morning, we got breakfast from the at the hotel buffet. Then we went back on the road. When we started driving, we saw zero cars as usual. We went to the airport. It took about five hours, but it only took three quarters tank of gas because it was a diesel car. When we went, we got to the airport. We dropped off the car and went and checked in, and went through the security. Waited for our plane to go to Lisbon, where we got off the plane. We got more Portuguese egg charts. We I asked for more. They gave me two more. They were so good. Then we were in Lisbon. We had to catch our flight to London. When we reached in the morning at 1 a.m. in the morning, so we had to wait for four hours just to get into security. After security, we went to the lounge and chilled there for four hours. Then we waited to,、uh, for them to tell us our gate. So we boarded and reached Vancouver. Thank you for reading my long essay about my trip. Up in my world. When we think of spring break, it's usually related to things such as relaxing, hanging out with friends, and having fun. However, I'm pretty sure of myself when I say that this was definitely not most people's case. My mom, sister, and I originally planned to go to China for spring break to visit my grandparents and cousins, but unfortunately, but not shockingly, it had to be canceled. So instead of staying packed. Up past 12 a.m., going to night markets, spending time with grandparents I haven't seen in years, grandma three years, and grandpa six to five to six years, drinking bubble tea and eating desserts every day from my favorite bubble tea place, Nayuki, and trying to and failing miserably at understanding what all the fast-speaking Chinese are saying, I'm stuck at home, getting hating the racists, getting annoyed at the And considerate, and tempting to have somewhat of a normal lifestyle. So, about the racists, just because COVID-19 was found in China does not give you the excuse to be racist towards us. Not all of us were a part of it, and calling it the Chinese flu, in my opinion, and basically all the Chinese opinions, are really rude and disrespectful. I don't need to hear from rude people that they don't want me around them just because I'm Chinese. How do you know that the Caucasian family next to me that you were just hugging and interacting with doesn't have the virus? I don't need people making fun of it and calling it the Chinchong virus and hating on every Chinese when most of us haven't even been in China for years. As for the inconsiderates, I'm beyond annoyed at those who, against the government's advice, continue to go out and surround themselves with people among people. 
you yourself might not care if you get this virus or not. Well, not only are you putting yourself in danger, you're also putting everyone around you in danger. People can complain all they want about being isolated for too long, but they're the ones who are out partying and ignoring the government's recommendation. If you want the virus to go down and want to be out of social distancing soon, do your part. I myself have two concerts and a camp that I'm looking forward to in the summer, but there's no doubt it will be cancelled if people don't stop going out just because they prefer freedom over life. Stay inside and do your parts. Lastly, despite all the chaos going on in my life, I try my best to stay as healthy and productive as I can in my house. I make sure to go out and walk around my neighborhood for 40 minutes each day to get some fresh air and because being cooped up in a house with a cat fur flying all over the air is not always the best. Shocker, I know. My piano classes have been moved to being video calls and I kind of hate that because my piano teacher takes that as a chance to teach for over one hour. I'm also reading and playing The Sims a lot, though I'm very proud to announce that I was able to go a week without playing Sims before succumbing to it later on. I also did some major baking and cooking. I made some fluff, really fluffy pancakes, chocolate chip bins, chocolate chip cookies, and peanut butter cookies. I wanted to make banana chocolate chip muffins, but my sister didn't let me use the bananas since it'd be a waste and would only let me use them once they go overripe which means I will never get to since sister eats bananas like a madman. I don't know how much longer I can stay at home before I have meltdown. In conclusion, COVID-19 has really messed up, well, a lot of things. Plans to go visit relatives and have fun have been cancelled. The racists have come out of their hiding spots, and people who avoid government advice apparently love getting sick. Who would have known? I hope that this virus calms down by the beginning of summer and that everyone stays safe. I will continue praying every night for those who have the virus and for the virus to slow. A lot has changed in the last two weeks. I went from hot, sandy, sunny, 29 degree weather to being quarantined in my room and spending hundreds of dollars on toilet paper. Mexico is great. We left Vancouver in high spirits, ready to spend 14 days in paradise. Not even the news of this new pandemic, the so-called coronavirus, could bog us down. The next few days went fine. Everything went smoothly, people were not very worried about this new epidemic, and there were only two or three cases in British Columbia. The news of the coronavirus was still pretty new, and we were perfectly happy to chill in the sun for two weeks. Then, as we watched the news, everything went south. Borders were closing, schools were cancelling, and everything was shutting down. We needed to get home fast. We were all scheduled we were scheduled to leave on Sunday before the school started. But with Justin Trudeau warning all Canadians to get home, that was too late. We rebooked our flight on Wednesday, praying that we wouldn't get stuck there. Sad that we have to leave early, we got in our flight and made it to Vancouver safely without any trouble. We came to our house and started our fourteen day isolation. Every day the news got worse and worse and more serious. Then, as if it wasn't bad enough, we weren't even allowed to leave our house unless absolutely necessary. And school was cancelled indefinitely, possibly till the end of the year. At first, I thought that was great news. No school? Awesome. After about three days, my opinion changed. Life consisted of three things. Sleeping, eating, and Super Smash Bros. Originally, that was great, but then I started to feel bored, gross, groggy, lonely, and fat. I continued to run a workout, and that helped with the boredom a bit. Life sucked, but life sucked without school. After about a week, my mom started making us do stuff. We read, did math, made crafts, and other things. My mom also bought me a slack line. 
These things helped a lot with the boredom and actually gave me something productive to do. I found this. I also found this really good fantasy action tip series uh, called The Inheritance Cycle, and I found that to keep me occupied for hours at a time. Then we got the news that online school was starting on Monday. Great, finally something to do. Mr. Cavey set up a Google Meet at 9am and we were all to join. He gave us some schoolwork that kept us doing something for a bit. These meetings were to occur every weekday at 9am, uh, and so so Mr. KV could assign us more schoolwork. Overall, quarantine has sucked. I've clocked on over 150 hours on Smash, read for at read read for hours at times, ate four meals a day, and stayed up till 12:30, woken up and woken up at 1 p.m. every day. Hopefully, online school will continue to keep me doing something, and I won't get too bored. Coronavirus sucks. A few weeks ago, I started to stream some games because I had nothing to do during the quarantine. At first, I was a bit nervous to stream because I would be exposing my voice and personality to everyone who was watching. Thus, I kept on thinking if I should stream or not. Later that day, I made my decision to stream on Twitch. I gathered everything I needed for my stream. One of my goals was to reach 50 followers because getting followers on Twitch is really hard. You need good content to keep your viewers watching, and when they enjoy your content, they will follow you. So when I first began, I mainly played Minecraft with my friends. I played for around 20 hours, and in those 20 hours, I got 20 followers. Most of them were my friends, but surprisingly, some of them were random strangers. After, I stopped playing Minecraft because we finished the whole game. Now, I started to stream more towards just chatting with my friends and playing random funny games, but with them. By doing this, I earned 14 more followers, which gave me 34 followers in total. Now I do Twitch as a hobby, and will one day reach will reach my goal for 50 followers. As COVID-19 spreads, everything starts to close down, and plans begins to get begins to get oh began to get canceled too. When COVID-19 wasn't around, I practiced piano a lot. I practiced most almost every day except on Tuesdays. That's why I've been always ecstatic on Tuesday. After the news of COVID-19 was after the news of COVID-19 was announced, my teacher kept on saying that RCM wouldn't be canceled, but I had this feeling that it would because the school because schools began to shut down. Similar non uh essential public areas were shut shut down and Canada started to shut down their borders. Later that day, when I saw the video about Justin Trudeau telling everyone to stay away two meters away everyone to stay away two meters away from each other, I got a message from the RCM exam company saying that they would be canceling all RCM exams and arranging uh, rearranging them. I was so happy and was filled with joy. However, I figured out that Costa was cancelled too. Costa is a Korean church event where most of the Korean churches from BC gathers in Pacific Academy to praise God. When I heard about this, I didn't feel as joyful, but at the same time I did. So I guess it was a win-loss, but more on the losing side because Whistler, Chapaliwak, and, uh, and many other exciting events were cancelled. I hope that we will be able to discover a cure for COVID-19 soon, and that people with the illness will be cured. 
A few days ago, I was surfing around Craigslist because I wanted to buy a new Nintendo Switch with a low budget. budget. Later that day, I found a very cheap Nintendo Switch which was selling for $300. I contacted the seller and waited. He didn't reply after a few hours, so I waited another day. Still no reply. So I went back on Craigslist to find a Nintendo Switch that I could, uh, that I could, wait, uh, Nintendo Switch that I could buy from another reliable seller. Then I found another one, and I contacted the seller, the other seller. <laughs> the next day he replied. He told me it was available and it was ready to be bought. However, I. I wanted more information on the product, seeing if there was no, seeing that there was no description on the Twitch. I mean, on the Switch was version one or two. I asked him to tell me what the version of the Switch was, with some evidence to back it up. All he did was reply, saying that it was indeed a Nintendo Switch version two. Being skepti- skeptical. I asked him to show me a picture of back of the switch, but the seller kept saying that he didn't want to. At this point, I knew it was a scam, so I wanted to try one last time and replied, "I just want to see evidence." Later, he said, "Sorry, I'm going to sell it to someone else." I knew he wanted to make, I knew he wanted to make me mad that I wasn't selling to him. Nevertheless, I didn't. So I said, "Okay then. Thanks for replying and have a good day." When I wrote that, he got mad and responded by saying, "Whatever." After this conversation, I learned a valuable lesson from this man who acted like a nine-year-old. That some sellers are scammers, so I have to watch out who I am buying a product from. Thank you for listening to my uh, what's up in my world. This is Karen. Quarantine has been quite torturous for many people, including my parents. But I'm quite pleased with the fact of staying home all day. I don't have to constantly worry about what to wear. I don't have to follow my parents to exercise outside. And best of all, I get plenty amount of screen time and can wake up at leisure all day. Since we've started online classes or check-ins, I suppose I've had a difficult time waking up because my sleep schedule has quite. Changed quite dramatically since the last time we went to school in real life, which was around three or four weeks ago. I've been going to sleep at past midnight every day and waking up at around noon. Nevertheless, because of the online classes, I've had a terrible amount of sleep. It it's all right though, since it's a great practice to wake up earlier and feel more more lively. My parents had tried to take walks outside and tried to go all the way to Bridal Falls, only to realize that the park was closed. My dad has also bought an Xbox console for me and him to play when we get bored. Some games we bought include Minecraft, Untitled Goose Game, Human Fall Flat, etc. It's been very exciting to be able to play these games with my parents. 
For the first time, we had an orchestra rehearsal last Saturday online, which, as you can probably imagine, didn't go so well. There were around 80 people who attended this rehearsal, but not even two people could play at once. So, to test this out, the conductor picked on random people to play what they had practiced over the break, and thankfully, I didn't get picked. They later announced that every rehearsal will be something similar to a masterclass where the conductor will judge and give advice to the person who was asked to play their parts while everyone else listens. I also get my math, English, and cello tutor online, which were all fine except when the call lags. For me, I think I have adjusted adjusted quite easily into this lifestyle of online lessons. I've tried out some new things during my quarantine lifestyle. For example, there was this drink I've been dying to try out for a very long time and I was finally able to make it last week. This drink is this drink is called Dalgona coffee and it only consists of four ingredients. These ingredients include hot water, sugar, instant coffee, and some milk. You simply whisk up the sugar, hot water, and instant coffee together so that it makes a soft consistency, which means you have created a light brown whipped cream. On top of the cup of milk, you apply this creamy substance, and ta-da, you're all done. This drink was absolutely delicious, and I also served it to my family, and they all seemed to like it too. I was quite proud of myself since I am usually incapable of cooking anything else other than ramen and scrambled eggs. All in all, quarantine has been quite exciting for me since this is a new lifestyle I will have to adapt for a long time. I miss my friends, but I also enjoy the time I spend at home. COVID-19 is only increasing in numbers, which had spread through 196 countries around the world. The amounts of death have also been increasing, and if this pandemic somehow gets cured, I believe the world will take the biological weapon as more of a threat than nuclear weapons. Thank you. Right now, I think it's a very frustrating time for everyone. Unless you like being isolated away from everyone, then that's a different story. The COVID-19 numbers are rising each day. While anyone on the streets could be carrying the virus, the government is suggesting everyone stay six feet apart and stay inside their homes. Closing down schools, social communication, even hairdressers to nail salons, and some restaurants, which leads to the loss of jobs for many. COVID-19 has clearly impacted, impacted us in some way. About three weeks ago, my brother was tested for the coronavirus. Over, over the spring break, he had all the symptoms, but everyone was quite confused if he did end up having it because we didn't travel or go places, except maybe the nearby park to play some basketball. After waiting two weeks for the results, they finally came in. The doctor called us in and we were all anxiously waiting. Thankfully, he told us he did not have COVID-19. As many, as many people know, I'm a very social person. And social distancing is probably the worst thing I could ever, ever possibly go through. 
I mean, yeah, sure, I can FaceTime my friends, but it's just not the same. On top of not even being able to see my friends, I can't even see my grandparents. Now, I'm Italian, and we are very family-oriented. My grandparents, uncle, and aunt, and even some cousins can't even go a week without seeing each other. Especially my grandparents. I see them at least every night or every second day. And now I can't see them until the stupid virus is over. So I'm mostly FaceTiming them and all my other friends because I miss them all so much. And honestly, I never thought I would be saying this, but I actually really miss school. Anyway, other than FaceTiming, I'm mostly watching YouTube and Netflix or gaming with my little brother. Which, trust me, I'm surprised too. I also have been baking with my mom. On top of that, I have two homestay students who keep me very entertained and who also happen to be some of my best friends. So I guess I guess I should stop complaining. My family and I also enjoy going on walks when it's sunny. And my two homestays, Aoi and Karen, usually go bike riding to bubble tea, which we are addicted to. But in all honesty, I am extremely bored. I know you guys are probably like, what? But there actually aren't many things I enjoy doing during the quarantine. As frustrating as, and as boring as quarantine can be, there are, there are some beneficial things that come out of it. First, the environment and earth are, are less polluted as fewer people are using less transportation. Which leads to the result of, losing it, of using less gas. Second, we are spending more of our time with our families. When constantly busy with school and work, there aren't a lot of bonding time except the weekends. And I think it's a great opportunity to bond with our families. I, want, I for one, am constantly fighting with my brother. But at this time, we are learning how to get along. Kind of. <laughs> Third, we are preventing ourselves and others from getting the coronavirus. And the more precautions ta get taken place earlier, the better it is for everyone. Lastly, I am actually more focused in getting my work done. It's actually better and I get things done faster than I do at school. Since at school I am very social and I love talking to people, I usually use my, my class time doing that instead of doing anything else. Also, my preferable work, like work area is at home. Since it's cozier for me personally, I feel more relaxed and more focused in a way because there are no noises or people to distract me. As there are good things that come with quarantine, there are also bad things. Although social distancing is a great way, even probably the best way from preventing us from getting the virus, it would probably be social distancing. But with that comes closing down schools, public entertainment, etc. There is no more hanging out with friends or doing absolutely anything. Being a kid, I am very adventurous, especially with my friends. And when we all go out somewhere, we just go anywhere. Being a kid, being a kid, another thing, sorry, is the doctor's office or emergency isn't safe at all. What if something happens like breaking a bone? There's a very high chance of contracting it at the hospital. In hindsight of this all, I just hate being quarantined. Even if it, ha even if it does have many beneficial aspects to it, I just miss my family and friends. This year, I really thought 2020 was going to be a great year. And it has been up till now. People are dying and we're all stuck at home knowing we can't do anything about it. Except trusting God 
in this really frustrating time. Hi, my name is Leah and this is What's Up In My World. Nearly a month ago, my family and I packed our bags and went on a long plane ride across the Pacific Ocean to Maui, Hawaii. We had a wonderful time vacationing in paradise, but towards the end of our trip, things started getting stranger and stranger. You see, we just barely snuck out on a vacation before both the Canadian and American government and other officials advised for all citizens to self-isolate and for all travelers to come home. So naturally, my family considered cutting our time in Maui short, but we decided to stay a few more nights like we had previously planned. Things in the island started to shut down. We were kicked off beaches and there were almost no items left in grocery stores. Some restaurants were still crowded, but you could easily see the looks of fear on people's faces and how they moved their bodies with caution. Our trip was coming to an end. My family and I went to the airport to catch our red-eye flight back home. The airport, which is usually flooded with international travelers, was rather empty and lacking its common hustle and buzz. People wore masks and gloves to avoid contamination. There were two to three foot gaps in between spots in the lines. Once we arrived on the plane, my sister and I sanitized our seats and the flight attendants marched down the aisles offering wipes for people who didn't bring any. The flight was about five hours, but it seemed to go by quickly. Once the aircraft landed, it was overwhelmed by the Vancouver rains. We made our way through the Vancouver airport only to find hundreds of informative signs posted, all stating that people who travel outside Canada must legally be quarantined for 14 days. When I saw these signs posted, I thought that I would have to be stuck in it, stuck at home and all the hustle and bustle of the outside world would still go on. I thought I would have to stare longingly outside my window and see people live their normal lives. I thought that I would have to be like a fairy tale Rapunzel stuck in a tower for years and years. Obviously, that thought was a little dramatic, but I didn't know that people who didn't travel would be stuck at home too. I didn't expect the whole world to shut down. That might be a little dramatic too, but sometimes it seems that way. So now here we all are, trying to adjust to this new lifestyle to protect ourselves and everyone else. With so much time on my hands, I've taken up some hobbies and habits. Some good and some a little unhealthy. Some good things I'm finding in quarantine are the times to, to play guitar and do creative things. I've been writing, singing, drawing, and journaling, and more stuff that I'm glad I have time to do now. I've also had time to rearrange my room and catch up on other chores around the house, like organize, organizing my closet, bathroom, and desk drawers. More unhealthy things I've been doing is spending a lot of time on my screen, and I've been eating a lot of junk. Many people have different opinions on quarantine life and the virus. In conclusion, quarantine life is going well for me personally, and I am making adjustments. I really enjoyed my trip to Hawaii, and I am now being quarantined along with the rest of us. The virus is a serious outbreak that no one should take as a joke. It will impact our lives today and our future so greatly. And it is important that as a community, Canadian, and citizen of this earth, because quarantine is the least we can do to be safe. Thank you. Hello, this is my What's Up In My World essay piece. 
and I'm, I'm starting. Since the coronavirus pandemic, everyone across the globe has been locked inside their house with nothing to do. The quarantine has been very boring and repetitive. My parents are really big on the chores thing because every day we have had to do at least three hours of chores at my mom's house and a bunch at my dad's side. Sometimes what I do to keep myself sane are playing with my siblings, playing video games, chores, exercise, and that's pretty much it. One thing that I enjoy about quarantine is lots of people make funny memes about the quarantine and it, it always makes me smile because I know I can relate to it. And I feel after this COVID-19 pandemic goes away, I will be crazy from being stuck inside for many months. Another thing that comes with quarantine is online school. So far, the schooling has been very confusing because I don't exactly get help from the teacher because I just leave after the morning call. I also think that Mr. KB should either give us more homework or give us le le uh, less time because everybody finishes their homework around 1 p.m. if you don't procrastinate. Or he should give us more different types of homework, like... Normally we just do math, Bible, writing, and that sort of stuff. We should have like more fun subjects like science and stuff. My last request is to make the first the first call a little bit later, maybe 9.30. Because most of the time my family is rushing around and stressing out about the school. Or just have a, a late roll call at like around 2. Another thing that comes with corn... Oh, sorry. As I go through the quarantine and online school, I have some things that I'm looking forward to. One of those things is the cure for coronavirus or COVID-19. I'm pretty sure that everyone has heard about coronavirus unless you've been living under a rock. It's this terrible virus that affects your respiratory area, aka breathing. I, uh, uh, yeah, and it kills you. I'm, I'm also really looking forward to it, to it getting cured because my grandparents are some of the most vulnerable people I know. Another thing that I'm looking forward to is finishing middle school. Although middle school has been fun, I am really looking forward to the freedom of high school. In high school, you get to chew gum, use your phone for learning purposes. There's no homeroom. One of the last things I'm looking forward to is my grandpa recovering from a surgery. He has to get veins moved from his right leg to his left leg because of a motorcycle accident that changed the way he walked for the rest of his life. I also hope he doesn't catch the coronavirus while he's, he's in the hospital. Over the spring break, I went to Florida for the, for the week, not knowing about the coronavirus would get that bad. When we got there, we went to Disneyland for two days and the rest we just stayed at home because of coronavirus. While I was there, I got food poisoning and thought I had the coronavirus but then it went away after a day. Um, on the flight back, I was holding in my vomit for about four hours. It was awful. Overall, I think we shouldn't have gone to Florida because of the coronavirus. It was really stupid family decision. Thank you for listening to my What's Up In My World. I do not like these what's up in my world assignments because nothing really ever goes on in my world. Now there's even less than nothing since there's no school. 
I know most likely your family goes on hikes, camping trips, maybe long drives together, probably vacation. Probably did go on vacation the first two weeks of spring break. But I don't really like the fact that you expect that from all of us. It doesn't get me mad, but sort of fed up because not every family has the time for things like that. Especially when there's seven of us and two toddlers. I think you'd understand the amount of effort it takes to keep a four-year-old and a two-year-old sitting in a car for more than 10 minutes, or to change diapers in a tent, or how much it would cost to pay for seven people to go on vacation while still paying for three of your kids to go to this expensive school. The most exciting thing that happened to me this whole long weekend was my toilet getting clogged, and I don't know how you expect me to write the rest of this essay on that, but if I end up doing it and don't end up with at least a proficient, I really won't know what to think. I know this comes off as disrespectful in a way, but I'm just sort of mad at the whole corona thing and I don't mean to take it out on you, but writing it is the best way for me to lash out right now. Overall, the whole break I've been feeling pretty bad because of the fact that we're stuck inside. Before the break, my parents never really let me go anywhere but school and church. And school was supposed to be my break from home since I didn't go anywhere else. Now that school is out of the picture, I absolutely hate it here, and I can't wait for it to start up again. And since my mom is a nurse, she's still going to work. Unlike most people, um, it is sort of, I wouldn't say risking her life, but, well, sort of risking her life, but at the same time, not as dangerous since they take a lot of procedures to make sure the nurses stay safe. And I just pray for her so she comes back safely every day while my dad is out selling houses since he's a realtor. As I stated in the first paragraph, my toilet got clogged and I was stuck and it was stuck like that for about a week. So the seven people living in my house have to share one bathroom. There is another one, but it's for our tenant downstairs. And we didn't want to disturb him too much. Anyways, it wasn't really a big deal for me, but for my little brother and sister who are still potty training, that's the bathroom they always use. So things got messy when they found out they couldn't use it. My little sister just learned how to open doors and every time she came to the door to find it locked she would start crying and I would have to carry her as fast as I can to the other one before it was too late. Most times we made it but the times that we didn't it was mostly number one. My mom went to Costco one day for some toilet paper and found a sort of acid tablet that unclogged our toilet and when she brought it home and tried it out we found out while me and my sister weren't watching our siblings, when, while we were, when we supposed to, when we were supposed to, um, they stuck three bars of soap down the toilet, and it was just there, just waiting for to to dissolve. Um, the toilets are working now, but we need to find somewhere else to keep the soap. That's pretty much my whole break in a nutshell, other than Netflix and food plus maybe a few planks here and there, just to make sure I don't come back to school looking like a potato. I'm your host, Mr. KV, thanking you for joining us on this episode of Great Expectations, Real Conversations with Real 8th Graders. Wherever you are, keep learning, Take care and stay safe.